I'm Stephanie. And I'm Rachel. And this is Neurodivergent Voices, the podcast amplifying the voices and lived experience of the neurodivergent community. We're licensed occupational therapists who specialize in the brain and are neurodivergent ourselves. Join us every so often in this podcast that is for you and by you, the neurodivergent community. If you're interested in learning more about neurodiversity and joining a vibrant community of neuroinclusive adults, head to our website, divergecommunity.com. Interested in an interview? Email divergecs at gmail.com to get it scheduled. Let's get to it. I love that. So how do you feel about having a, a little sibling? Oh, he's been, like, attached to me, clearly. Mm. This has been constant. How do you think they know? She doesn't. How do you think he knows? <laughs> um, the dogs that pay attention. <laughs> I think he, as soon as I started feeling flutters, he, like, felt them. Oh, like, he felt the rumbles. You could feel the rumbles? Mm-hmm. But I feel like he knew early on. Mm-hmm. It had to have been something with the smell. Yeah, I'm assuming mm-hmm. there's a smell like it's going on where he's like, Mama, what's happening? Your hormones are off. You could tell. Mm-hmm. You could just tell. No, but he's been extra, like, cuddly lately mm-hmm. and whatnot. Like, look at this. Where'd his head go? <laughs> hey, sir. Looks like your head got chopped off. <laughs> I'm like, I'm enjoying life. It's all good. Ah. <sighs> So, almost halfway through the pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts as a, as a neurodivergent person going through your first trimester into your second? Um, I <laughs> did not realize how much, like, attention mm. would be on me and how much that would impact me. I've never been one for attention in the past. I'm an introvert. Um, Rachel can attest this even for birthdays. I don't want to celebrate them. No. She'll get mad. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't put the... Leave her the F alone. Mm-hmm. Don't put the spotlight on me. Um, although, like, we're posting on stuff like this about it. Like, even I don't have... I haven't announced on Facebook or in, like, personal... I've been doing the announcing for you. I know you have. <laughs> Which With your fine. permission. Yeah. So but, it's just been a different level of, I don't know if it's a perception thing, because mm. I don't really care what others think, but at the same time, I'm just like, the social battery Yeah. is gone. Like, I don't care what you think of me or the pregnancy or what I'm going to do as a mom or anything. Yeah. I just don't have the social battery to talk about it, mm. if that makes sense. That does make a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, there's like, there's the whole level of everyone caring about you and how you're doing, but there's like, you are taking the the perception and the attention of two people right now, mm-hmm. right? Like a lot of people are coming to you because they want to get close to the baby and know about the baby. Mm-hmm. And so you're having to field all that. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's, and it's not like you get extra spoons for being pregnant. No. You don't have spoons from the baby. It's just like minus, sucking. <laughs> just I have minus them. spoons right now. Fatigue. I mean, I had major fatigue symptoms before I was yeah. pregnant. And then that was my number one symptom. Mm. 
for especially first trimester. Still, like, prefer to have a nap every day in second, but like, yeah, couldn't couldn't write notes, couldn't do any like thing extra. You know, any extra executive functioning mm. has been gone. Like the ADHD, the brain fog, has been just more to the max. Like I want to do these things. I want to do enjoyable things. And it's not that there's lack of motivation. I just am frankly tired. <laughs> yeah. Just mm-hmm. not the resources for it. Yeah. Yeah. You shared something with me that I thought was really, I was, made me very happy for you. And something positive you said that has come out of the early days of the pregnancy. And you were sharing that um, you've been more uh, judicious. Is that the right word? with how you spend your energy and you've mm-hmm. been it's been easier for you to be like hard no to things mm-hmm. and prioritizing that but just simply because you don't have the energy mm-hmm. but that's also like because you've had to stop and slow down it's kind of I don't know what were you telling me something like that yeah like my mental health has been better or I've been advocating for my mental health yeah. better yeah. for the most part because I don't have the spoons or like the want to do social activities that are going to be just spoon drainers for me. Yeah. Um, for instance, like, we're planning baby showers and stuff, and just even thinking of unwrapping gifts was a big one for the Chicago mm. baby shower, because I have a very big family. Um, and they'll probably be close to 70 people coming to that one specifically and I'm like oh that's like 70 gifts which I'm very grateful that I have family that would do such things but at the same time 70 gifts to unwrap 70 70 reactions to have where I'm just like not even masking you know how I feel at that point and Danny also doesn't do well in those kind of social dilemmas so. Well, yeah, it's tough. It's like you are grateful, of course, but it's not like everything on or things you've asked for and that's been fulfilled. So mm-hmm. you can't be like, oh, didn't see this coming. It's like, Dip- another diapers yep. bag. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So learning to prep almost for those social engagements and having hard nose. Yeah. Whether people like it or not is fine, you know, but having the. I've been having better mental health boundaries with specific relationships and their perceptions of me. Like, I have kind of always had a, I don't really care what you think of me kind of attitude. Yeah. But I would say it's kind of amped, even extra, where it's like, I just don't have the energy to care what you think of me now. Right. Mm. Doesn't he have such good plucks? Love his plucks. (laughs) Incredible. So, other in other avenues, how do you feel like the pregnancy has impacted your mental health? Um, so far. So far, so good. I'd say I've been, like, having extra awareness of my interoception mm, lately. Okay. I've always had high hyper-awareness of interoception that happens in me. So, like knew I was pregnant like two weeks in Mm -hmm. to the pregnancy 
you know, was... Had never been pregnant before, so it's not like you knew based Mm -hmm. on experience, yeah. No, missed my period by five hours and was like, well, all right, I guess it's official. Go get a test. (laughs) You know, kind of, and not that I, like, wasn't happy for the results or something, but just kind of knowing that my, I was already so aware, like, at that X amount of week mark, um, and that's kind of stuck throughout the entire pregnancy, like, oh, I'm feeling flutters and stuff, and even doctors are like, oh, like, that's, like, exactly when we're supposed to be feeling this, and you're, like, feeling Mm. it a week or two early, I'm like, yep. (laughs) Now, having that hypersensitivity to what's going on inside your body, that hyper-awareness, is that, like, do you view that as something that is beneficial to your mental health or your physical health? Or, I guess, how do you... What's your relationship um, with that like? <laughs> is that good for you? Um, I think it's overall good because I know when I have to step back sooner. Yeah. Um, but it also makes me extra aware that, hey, you don't have as much energy as you usually do. Yeah. So it's kind of a double-edged sword almost because I'm aware that the downfall will come. Yeah. Or, like, that the downfall is coming. You can anticipate it, Mm -hmm. which sounds like a good thing for planning and advocating, but Mm -hmm. then also when you know it's coming, it's kind of takes away from the present when it's not already there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Physically, what have been, have there been any dramatic like symptoms or side effects and have there been anything that has actually improved physically none morning sickness okay specifically was really bad first trimester um i was good until like week nine and then went downhill really fast yeah with um i had a cold that's right and with the cold on top like it just all of a sudden came hitting me like a wave Mm. and yeah, you just, were feeling, you were, you seemed really energized mm-hmm. those first, like, eight weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, I feel great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, feel fine. Nothing's, like, major's happening. Um, no stuff is happening to my body, but nothing, like, major. And then, yeah, as soon as I got really sick, it, um, it went downhill really fast physically. And I don't think I've really recuperated from it. And maybe that's, mm. like, the symptom of whatever the cold I had Yeah. was, um, because I took all the tests, was not RSV, was not any of the flus, was not COVID. Um, but I've been hearing, like, stories from people saying that they've had, like, a six-week cough and, mm. like, several-month fatigue. So Jeez. with that and being pregnant on top of it has not been fun. Yeah. Like, you were kind of easing into the more intense symptoms when you're already at a deficit from this prolonged sickness you mm-hmm. had. Yeah. So it is probably intensified. Yeah. And I had like 102 fever for days. I was stressed, Stephanie. Days. Were you stressed or was I doing all the stressing for you? I mean, I was stressed, but I'm also, I don't want to say a matter of fact person, but yeah. whatever happens, happens type yeah. thing. Like, I can't... I can't, can't control it. No, yeah. I can try to prevent results from happening, but at the end of the day, I can only do so much prevention on my own. Yeah. So. It's a healthy outlook to have. Mm-hmm. How have your migraines been? I've had a couple bad ones, but they're not as often. 
So okay. for people that don't know, I have chronic migraines. So before getting pregnant, I uh, was taking like the Mgality shot and whatnot and have... <laughs> Just some yeah. pets. Just from pets. Just some pets. Um, yeah, get a little bit stinky. Not gonna lie, my hands are kind of stinky now. Yeah. It's so worth it. <laughs> You're so lovely. Yeah. Sorry. You're good. Having, um, like, some small tumors and small, like, cysts and stuff in the brain cause migraines to happen and stuff. And I haven't been feeling as many migraine symptoms, but when I do, it's been really... I don't want to say debilitating in the sense of before I like couldn't leave my floor of my bathroom because mm. it was cold and I had all these like cooling packs on me and just like the vertigo and everything was bad versus like I just couldn't keep anything down. Yeah. Yeah. So still like in pain, but more so like I'm just walking and puking. Mm-hmm. So I have to stay by the toilet because I'm just puking nonstop. Jeez. So just a different type of migraine symptoms that okay. I'm used to. Again, like in that first nine weeks, I think you were telling me you didn't have any migraines, right? Mm-hmm. And that that's yeah. probably the longest you've been mm-hmm. a long time without migraines. Without mm-hmm. medication. Without medication, yeah. too. Yeah. That's been, I remember you telling me that was really tough, is the fact that you can't take a lot of the medications that you typically are able to take to manage symptoms. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been able to do any, like, preventative care type things or, With like... migraines? Yeah, because usually, because I'm hyper-aware, I know when a migraine is going to occur, and yeah. I can prevent it from happening with some of my preventative medications. Hmm. Um, so it just becomes a headache, and that's it. And I haven't been able to take any like abortive or mm. preventative medications because of it. Yeah, that's brutal. Mm-hmm. What about like other, I know that, I don't, I know you said you haven't like had a diagnosis of it, but I know you experienced some like dysautonomia symptoms, like tachycardia and whatever. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed any differences with those kinds of sympathetic responses, I guess? Mm, not as much as I used to. Okay. I'm feeling like in the past week, I would say my, I definitely feel an increased heart rate and stuff, which apparently is normal at this yeah, 16 week stage. So, but nothing like before where um talking about like POTS with my doctor and stuff, yeah. which is more aligned with symptoms that I have. Nothing kind of like that. Okay. Still craving salt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's still, like, some underlying things of that, but... Yeah. Yeah. Nothing nothing to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Maybe, um, in general, like, with the fatigue and whatnot, I, like, physically can't run after clients and stuff if they sure. elope and everything like yeah. I used to, but... Yeah. So a little bit of, like... Endurance or respiration, mm-hmm. a little more taxing. Yeah, but we'll see what the next yeah two trimesters. You're, you're almost halfway there, lady. Yeah, sixteen and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. We'll see what the next trimesters entail, and I'll keep everyone updated as like a 
pregnant neurodivergent <laughs> person. <laughs> yeah, multiply, you know, who has chronic conditions too, because I think um, that's a lot of our folks too. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, a consideration that people have, like how will I manage my chronic conditions while mm-hmm. I'm... Well, I am pregnant, so thanks for sharing, Steph. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your f- your fluffs, Mr. Sir. <laughs> hey, Bronson. We're going to go wash our hands now. We're going to wash our hands. Man, <laughs> i got to tell you, allergy meds, I'm so sorry you can't take them right now because they are just lifesaver. I mean, I would be, if I hadn't taken my allergy meds, there's no way on earth I could even pet them once, let alone. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Neurodivergent Voices. Interested in an interview? Email divergecs at gmail.com to get it scheduled.